Hello, this is a short snippet that you're about to hear from a recent Blue Moon podcast. If you enjoy it, then please go and subscribe to the Blue Moon podcast because there are brand new shows with things like this every week, plus analysis and interviews. They're out every Friday. On the podcast with me for this one was City fans Bob Toole and Ali Fogg, but first I spoke to Niall, who runs the Retro City Goals Instagram account. I started by asking him if he realised that calling goals from the early noughties retro made me feel old. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, I'm I'm only 31 myself, and I don't think it's the I don't think it's the best name, is it, for these goals? Because I, I I remember these seasons really well, particularly oh um, six or seven season. That only feels like five minutes ago to me as well. Um, but yeah, I've, I've I've chosen the name now. I've got to stick with it, haven't I? Yeah, fifteen more than fifteen years ago. That now isn't it? The uh, the Stuart Pearce ten goals at home season. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a while. Um, so let's. I mean, in terms of of the goals that you pick, um, they, they ha- what makes them retro? What what kind of fits the category? Are we are we talking pre takeover only here? Yeah. So I, I, I debated this. Um, sadly, so, you know, I don't waste my evenings, do I? Um, uh, don't yeah, we all? I've, I've, <laughs> I've debated this. I think for me. It's from more of a personal perspective, really. The first season I properly remember um, is 97-98. Like, properly with distinctive memories of that season. I've got selective memories of 96-97. Um, really odd ones, just like Phil Neal being manager, uh, King Cladzi, just in general, um, losing 3-0 away at Wolves. And I think I remember waiting what felt like an age to play Brentford in the FA Cup. So they're the things that I remember from that season. They're my... my proper earliest memories of City so I'd sort of categorise City as being at the worst I'd say not that season but around that season and then up until you know it acts as a bit of a bookend I suppose the 06 or 07 season where it was really bad and I was 15 16 at the time so I had a bit more of a sort of an informed view about football and how bad things were um but I have genuinely debated whether or not to include goals from the Sven season, but that felt like a turning point to me. I know it was a bit of a false storm, you know, what happened after Christmas and everything, but I felt like the club turned a bit of a page um, in 2007. And, and it's one of my favourite seasons anyway, because it was just so good compared yeah. to the dross that we had for the previous two years, especially. Yeah, so I mean, in, in terms of of picking the goals, then um, kind of what thought goes into into which ones you pick? Because like, it, it is just a case. Is it just a case of of anything and everything that that City have scored in the past? Because there are there are some goals on there that I that I I've watched them and I've thought that that was that was not a tidy goal. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's no glamour in it. <laughs> it it's literally. I'm making myself out to be a right side of the way, but I've, I've got a spreadsheet uh, because when I started doing it, I didn't think it would take off, to be honest with you. It was just, I, I, I look back and I think I started in 2019, so I can't even blame COVID for it, but I think COVID spurred me on to do it because it was just bored out of my mind. Um, but there's no rhyme or reason to what goals I pick. I just want to try and get everyone on there I think there's a few goals that I'm missing which I can't find but there is no science behind it it's literally um, right I've not got that one on there yet so I'm going to pick that you know Lee Bradbury's header against Stoke I don't think anybody wants to see it but it's going on Um, so yeah I think that there's a few if I remember rightly there's a few accounts I think on Instagram and Twitter that put goals up of of City you know games of, of years gone by but it's generally sort of themed so you know if we're playing Newcastle at the weekend it'll be goals we've scored against Newcastle and, and they're, they're far better than mine the quality and, and they're really good at running them but for me it's just 
you know, there's there's a very sort of specific feeling about that era for me from '96 to 2007. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, I don't long for it. I don't miss it necessarily. I think I was quite blessed to be young, so I didn't understand just how shit we were um, up until sort of turning 16 and Stuart Pierce gave me a couple of years of that. So yeah, it's just it's literally just a hobby for me and putting goals up that. You know, I've not seen, um, and it sort of goes back to when I was—I don't know—from about eight year old onwards. Every Christmas, it was just I'd get the season review DVD or video. That 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 was the annual Christmas present for me. And then, for whatever reason, from about two thousand and three onwards, whoever produced the DVDs at City just cut out random goals. So if we'd been beaten three one. Um, the goal that we'd scored wouldn't be on the DVD. And, and to a lot of people, even to me at the time, it like, didn't really matter. But looking back, there's a few goals from my childhood that I've never seen. Um, I think, you know, there's a couple from the, the year we got relegated from the Premier League in 2001. I've, I've never seen them and I can't find them. And it's just become a bit of an obsession now trying to get them. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's sort of turned into... You know, it doesn't take up much of my time, but it's good to see that people are enjoying it. And I've had, I've had people contact me as well saying... Um, you know, I think Dalian Atkinson goal against Stoke in '97. That that was, you know, some lad contacted me and said that was the first goal he'd ever seen, and he'd never seen it before. So it's just nice to to put them up, and people have a lot of memories, don't they? That are you know quite close to them. Amazing. I, I, have you been in? Have, have, have any of the players that have scored them been in touch and interacted with you? Yeah, um, Paolo Onechop liked a lot of them, which was a bit surreal. Um, because he was one of my favourite players, so I don't think he follows me though. But you know, I can't have everything. Um, Jim Whitley follows the account, and I think he commented on a goal that he scored against Notts County in the League Cup. Um, and I don't think he'd seen it, so that, that that was quite nice. There were a couple of other players that have commented. I think Lee Peacock got in contact, even though he'd never scored for us. I think um, he'd been tagged in in one of the goals he'd set up, or um, a picture that I'd put up or something. So yeah, there's quite a few, and and it's weird because. These are the players that I grew up with and had a lot of time for. Um, they were like, you know, an eight-year-old, nine-year-old. You don't know any better. And the, the sort of your heroes that, you you know, looking back, they were just League One Championship players compared to what we've got now. But, yeah, it's um, it's just it's really nice, isn't it? Just to interact with uh, ex-City players. And, um, yeah, as I said, I think I think Jim Whitby's the main one that follows the account. Uh, one shop. Um, that, that that was my favourite one that... that <laughs> when I saw that he'd shared some of the goals on his story. So, um, yeah, I might have, a, might have a bit of a following in Costa Rica, unbeknownst to me. Yeah, that would be great. Um, I, I, what's the feeling like then? Because like, I've, I'm have i I'm not going to brand it as sad because I've done exactly the same thing for, throughout my life of collecting City goals and, and re-watching them and stuff like that. Um, but you're right, there's, there, there are goals that you can't find and goals that you can't see. So what's that feeling like when suddenly you stumble across a YouTube video and there it is, there's a goal that you didn't know existed on the internet? Yeah, the, <laughs> there is a sense of achievement, which, um, you know, I'm, I'm not proud of. There is a sense of achievement when I find one. And I will probably text my brother. My brother's 25, I think, 26. So he, he's a few years younger than me. And um, there was one goal in particular. I think it was Andy Cole scored against Wigan in the FA Cup. It's not a good goal. It's not a memorable game. It's not a memorable season. But... I think my brother was at an age when that DVD came out, similar to what I was, about 10 year old, and he'd never seen the goal back. So he's been looking for that goal for the best part of two years, and I think he found it for me. 
and that <laughs> that, that was particularly amusing. Um, yeah, again, I don't, I don't know who's got any fondness for Andy Cole's goal against Wigan in the fourth round of the FA Cup in 2006. I don't know who's been gatekeeping it as well because it was on daily motion in really poor quality. So, uh, yeah, it's it's always nice when I find one. Another one for me, I think Jeff, Jeff Whitley scored against Everton away at Goodison. I've no memory of that game. And I think City got battered three one four one, and and that was that was a that was particularly amusing to find was, that goal. I was at that game. Oh um, really? Yeah, and uh, I I cried at the end of it because that was the game I realised City were going down. Oh, <laughs> God, that that brought back some memories, and I put that up then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, well. That, that's the thing as well. It's like it, it's I. Anyone who listens to the podcast regularly knows that I love a good bout of nostalgia, and my nostalgia era is exactly this era. So, they, like your yeah. account speaks entirely to me. Um, like, what what's the response been to it? Really good, I think. Really good. Um, I've, I've not had anybody, you know, other than myself, call me sad, but they're probably not doing that to my face, are they? So, yeah, it's, it's been really positive. I think that I get quite a lot of interaction from City fans on there. Um, randomly get a few sort of opposition fans piping up now and again, which, which is nice. But yeah, I, I think it's positive. I think everyone's got that view, really. Like I said before, I don't, I don't think anybody longs for those days again. But there's a certain appreciation for them, for City fans of a certain age. And as I, said, I don't think we miss them, but we can appreciate just, just how bad we were. Um, and, and when we were good in that era, we, we really did enjoy it. You know, thinking of like the Keegan season, and, and for me. Um, you know, I know it's not the best season in our history because we were at our lowest point. But that year we got promoted and, and beat Gillingham. That that was like my first proper season as a City fan. I, I know I've I've got massive memories of ninety seven, ninety eight, which is even worse. But I was I was lucky to be what six, seven, eight year old at the time. So I didn't fully comprehend just how bad things had got. So yeah, it's um it's really positive, really positive. Yeah. Uh, are there any goals that you're missing that you're uh, absolutely desperate to get your hands on? And I'm thinking if anybody listening to this might have them, um, <laughs> then then we can maybe put out an appeal for them. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think I, I bet if anyone's got these, God bless you. There's, there's two goals against Wimbledon in the League Cup in 2000, which I cannot find for love and the money. Um, I think one chop and go to score. And then there's... A goal against Villa from the same season, uh, which I think goal to scores at home when we get beat, and Dion Dublin and Paul Merson, I think, have, have the games of their life. Um, and then there's one particular game. I think, sadly, I think I've got all of Lee Bradbury's goals for City. I think I'm the only place in the world you can go to and find and watch all of Lee Bradbury's goals for City. But there's a game from 97-98 against Huddersfield away, and I think City win 3-0 or 3-1. And I can't find any of those goals. So they're the main ones. Um, and then the last one, to round off the the greatest season in our history in 2006-2007, I'm missing Samaras's penalty away at Chesterfield. So if anybody's got that, um, yeah, get in touch and I can complete the collection. It's not a very big one, as you can imagine, from 2006-2007. But yeah, just need uh, just need Samaras's penalty, I think, to uh, to complete that. So that was Niall from Retro City Goals on Instagram. Go and give it a follow. It's great fun. Uh, plenty of uh, of old City Goals to watch on there. You can waste a good few hours just scrolling through the feed. Um, it got me thinking this one uh, about kind of pre takeover goals. So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna start off first off by asking you for uh, both for for a nomination for your favourite uh, pre takeover City goal. Ali, have you got any that uh, that immediately spring to mind? Uh, 
I could pick any one of about a dozen different kinky goals. Uh, Georgi Kankladze is probably the first City player that I I properly fell in love with. Um, but of all of them, I, I had to go back and, and use this as an excuse to spend about another hour watching Kankladze clips on YouTube last night. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the one, the, the little dink against Southampton is, I think, the uh, the, the pinnacle. It was just such a, a glorious, wonderful a dribble and, and just the the elegance, the balance, the cheek of it was just a beautiful thing. Yeah, all left foot as well. And, uh, yeah. No point did Southampton go. We should probably get him off his left foot. Um, <laughs> Bob, any, any for you? Well, I, I was thinking that same goal, actually, funnily enough. Um, I mean, I was watching it again uh, this morning and it is hilarious like how bad the defending is. So, like, which, when I was a little boy like playing football at primary school every single day, I just didn't think that. thought it was incredible. But it's just laughably bad how, how the def- <laughs> how poor the defending is. And I love after he's passed um, the last defender, he takes about eight little steps before he chips it. Like, but he only travels about half a metre. It's just it's really weird to look at. He only did have little legs, though, to be fair. That is true. That is, that true. is true, yeah. I nominated uh, Nicholas Jensen against Leeds for this one uh, because, like, genuinely, completely, like, possibly even still to this day, the best goal I've ever seen. Um, just completely unexpected from, uh, from a volley on the left-hand side. Um, it, it got me out of my seat that one, and it was one that uh, that I remember. I remember jumping up from my seat at Main Road and shouting, "What a goal!" When that when that left his foot. Are there any for you, uh, Bob, that that you think of when uh, that that you saw live that you were like, "I have just seen a wonderful goal." The first one that came to mind immediately was the Alano free kick against Newcastle. Um, I think it was in two thousand and seven. Just an unbelievable goal. I think we, we won three one. I think that day, and it was like in the ninetieth minute. And that free kick, I've never seen a free kick like it before or since. It just didn't seem to curl. It was just perfectly straight into the top left-hand corner. And it was seemed about 30 yards out. Um, and at that point, like in the context of Sporting City, like coming off two years, the back of two years of Stuart Pearce, to see something that incredible live was just really special so yeah that's easily my choice yeah you say that i've i I, the two that i've nominated for the best for best goals that i've seen live that isn't nicholas jensen both came in the in the pierce era um i (laughs) I was at the fa cup game against preston uh, because preston was my uh, university town or or city um and so i I went to that fa cup game um and michael ball's opener was a brilliant goal He, uh, he, he he smashed it in from the edge of the box in off the post uh, after Bernardo Caradi had kind of done a, this weird flick on the edge of the box and then volleyed it into into the uh, far corner, but it, it hit the post and come back out. Um, and then later on in that game, uh, Stephen Ireland scored a volley. That was uh, it, it was it, it didn't. Nicky Weaver took a free kick from midway in the city half, and the ball did not touch the ground from going from Weaver's foot to the back of the Preston net. Uh, Weaver hoofed it long. Samaras headed it inside. Karadi took two touches, like headed it up and then volleyed it across. And then Ireland volleys it into the bottom corner. It's a it's a fantastic goal that does not do uh, that. That that team just did not deserve to score. If you know what I mean. <laughs> they, they were both incredible. Those I remember that game really uh, distinctly as well because it was one of the few times at that like few years where City were on BBC. Um, which was really rare. Um, and so, yeah, those goals were absolute screamers. So I think they're good choices, Mooney. Yeah. Ali, any for you that uh, that you were there to see? 
Yeah, well, I'll go back to, uh, I think it was only my second ever City game. I, I, for, for the historical detail, uh, I moved to Manchester in uh, the October 1992. In fact, uh, exactly, almost to, almost to the day, uh, it would have been 30 years ago today that I moved to Manchester, so there you go. Um, but I moved to Rusholm, uh, literally about 150 yards from Main Road, uh, and went to a couple of games in in my first few months down there uh, and I think the second one was the FA Cup match against Spurs uh which ended up 4-2 to them yeah but our I know, second, I know, I know what's you know what's there. coming yeah. don't you yeah uh, our second goal um when Terry Phelan uh, picked up the ball in his own half in a lot of space and just took off. We were talking about the defending for, for Kinky's goal against Southampton. Well, go back and look at this one again because like, it makes those Southampton defenders look positively accomplished. Um, but <laughs> he just he just marched. Like, uh, well, no, that's the, the wrong word. Um, he he glided right through the right along the pitch. Um, took out, I counted six uh, different Spurs players, three of which uh, were within uh, about two yards of each other around the 18-yard line, and he just went straight through them uh, and and slotted it perfectly into the corner. Um, and it was a remarkable goal. Um, it was uh, yeah, particularly remarkable because I, I, like I said, I had gone along, wasn't even really a City fan. I was I was there with a West Ham fan who had got the tickets. My friend who was a Spurs fan, <laughs> and so we were actually we were uh, somewhere around the Spurs fans. And then shortly after the uh, uh, Terry Fielding scored his goal, um, there was a pitch invasion from City fans from the Kipax first, I think, um, and then some Spurs fans started going on, and it all started kicking off. And this was still, you know, you know, the the, the days of Heisel and Hillsborough and stuff were fairly fresh memories then. Um, and me and my mate just kind of turned, looked at each other, like, no, nope, we're out of here. Uh, so after, shortly after the feeling goal, we just uh, headed for the exit and, and uh, headed for the nearest pub. Uh, so I never did see the final whistle. Uh, thankfully, the um, the scenes on the pitch were, were uh, died down fairly quickly, and I yeah. don't think anyone actually did get hurt. Uh, but it was certainly a, a memorable way to begin going watching Manchester City. Yeah, definitely. So uh, to finish your first game with the sight of a police horse pissing all over the penalty <laughs> yeah. area. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, quite quite the memory. Um, any any alley for you that uh, players that uh, that very rarely scored that uh, that you know the, the ones we went goodness me he's scored I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well. Th- th- at the time, uh, not particularly. Um, and I, when I when I was thinking about your question, um, I guess I was surprised because it was in his debut. But a, a goal that absolutely will always stick in my mind uh, was Michael Richards' uh, debut goal against Villa in what would have been two thousand and six, I think, probably. Um, Let, let's be honest, an, mate. Nobody remembers the goal. You absolutely know what's coming, don't you? I will. I will mention it because I did look again. It was an absolutely cracking bullet header, uh, made better because David James had been doing a very David James thing and had gone marching up for the uh, for the final uh, corner of the game, and the ball just flew an inch over David James's head um, and Micah just connected absolutely four square and it flew into the corner, uh, absolutely cracking bullet header. And then, of course, the really memorable thing was his debut interview after. And it did make me laugh a little while ago when he was on, on one of the uh, Five Live Monday Night Clubs or whatever. Um, and he was talking about all the media training he'd had as a young player. And I was like, mate, the very first thing you did with a camera <laughs> point was drop an F-bomb on live TV. Uh, 
bless him, his uh, his his uh, media career has has gone from strength to strength since then. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a great goal from an unlikely source. Yeah, two two for me that stood out on this one uh, were uh, I, I nominated Gerard Vikings at Stoke uh, because uh, the City were down in the third tier, they needed to win, and they they went away to Stoke, and a corner came in, and I remember Vikings, it, it, the ball seemed to hang in the air for an age, and I think he headed it up to himself and then volleyed it into the into the top corner, brilliant finish, uh, and the other one just because um, uh, he was a midfielder, but someone who kind of. You went, You maybe expect to score more than he did. Um, go and look it up on YouTube because it is still there. Ian Bishop scoring in, in uh, an FA Cup tie against Leeds. Um, uh, most memorable for me uh, because Andy Gray says uh, of him, we know this about Ian Bishop. He has got lovely feet. And the way he says it <laughs> makes it sound like he's some sort of foot fetishist rather than uh, a co-commentator. But it's, it's like the goal it does not detract from the goal at all. Um, any for you, Bob? Um, yeah, the one uh, that stands out for me is uh, Sylvan Distan versus Villa. Uh, I think it was in 2006, where yeah. he basically just runs the length of the pitch and, and scores. Um, I love it how he basically brings it out of his own box, plays a 1-2. I don't know who with, but once he receives the ball back, he's just inside the opposition's half. And he's clean through, and isn't he? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. He only takes three more touches. Like There's one that goes about a metre in front of him. And then the next one, he just boots it forward. It's like he knew he had the pace on the, the defender and the strength, and he just breezes past the defender. Then the, the third touch is the finish. It's amazing. There's always one prick, isn't there, in the school schoolyard who's quicker than everybody else, who just gets it and boots <laughs> it as far as they can because they know they'll get there first. That's just, just what it made me think of. I have to uh, admit, that, that was me, mate. <laughs> the only thing I can do in a football pitch. <laughs> yeah, I can chase it, but don't expect me to do anything else. Don't, don't know what will happen when I get there. Um, the final one I wanted to ask about, and I genuinely haven't got an answer to this, uh, and I wonder if it's partly because I'm I, I do so many things about City nostalgia in the noughties that I, I can't, I, I don't forget players. But favourite goal by a player that you'd forgotten about until I asked you to look at these uh, old retro goals. Does anybody have anything to stand out on this one? It's not a player that I'd say I forget about, but it's definitely a goal that I'd forgotten about and and probably a, a goal that is too easily forgotten about. Um, we talk a lot about the, uh, the, the, the goals that changed Manchester City's history in the playoffs, particularly. I mean, talk about um, the the Gillingham goals or, or the the penalty shootouts and all the rest of it. Um, on the basis that uh, if those goals hadn't been scored, everything that happened after would never have happened. You know, the takeover and, and you know, our, our recent history. Well, there was another one. It was in two thousand and four uh, when we had a match against Newcastle. When they were going for Champions League, I think, uh, and we were we needed one point or or maybe two points to avoid relegation in two thousand and four. Had we gone down, then everything that happened after uh, we'd probably never have seen. Anyway, a, a player that gets too little credit in the history of the city annals, Paolo Onechop. Yes. Always loved Paolo Onechop, um, uh, playing alongside Anelka. Uh, and he kind of bent down and stooped really low, about 18 yards out, uh, and scored an absolutely screaming header, beautiful header, really difficult technique, uh, and we won the game 1-0, and City stayed up, uh, and if it hadn't been for that goal, um, you know, everything that has happened to us since may well not have happened. Uh, so a goal, if not a player that's too often forgotten, a goal that is too often uh, forgotten, uh, take a bow, Paolo, one shot. 
Yeah, Bob. Anything to uh, to to add to that one? I'll, I'll, I will also accept goals that that people forgot rather than players that people forgot. Well, I had to really think hard about this because um, I was looking through the the Retro City Goals account just to aid my memory a, a bit because um, I have a bit of a weird blackout about the early noughties. From about 2001 to about 2004, I just really struggled to remember anything about it. Um, but yeah, uh, the one I came across, which I thought, that's a really good goal, but just it's so insignificant is uh, Hassan Trebelsi against United when we oh lost God. 3-1. Oh, wow. I, I will have that. Yeah, I'll have but that yeah. one. But yeah, that, <laughs> that absolutely brief. <laughs> It was a really good goal, but um, we were losing 2-0 at that point, and I think he scored in about the 82nd minute. Um, left foot from the edge of the box. I think it hits the bar on the way in. Keeper had no chance. A lovely finish, but uh, we went on to lose 3-1, and I mean, I I just don't remember anything else about that that game at all. Yeah, I'll take it because I again I, I had completely forgot. He's possibly the only player that I'd completely forgotten about in this <laughs> that, uh, in, that, that had scored in that time. Yeah, what a shout! What an absolute shout that is. <laughs>